By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 614. It is the last time we will be on the air for 2022. I hear people clapping right now. (laughs) And then there are other people that are just so sad. Yeah, I don't know who those people are. (laughs) I know a lot of them. That they would be sad if we weren't here. Must be my mom listening from heaven. Oh, hold it. That's right. She never listened to me on the radio. (laughs) Things change. (laughs) You think? Uh, Yes. Man, there's all sorts of weird stuff to talk about. We'll talk about some of it today. I mean, some of it is just like bizarre, weird stuff. There's this bizarre story involving Greta Thunberg, Thunberg, whatever her name is. Didn't she get like a new face? Yeah, and she got it's all plastic surgery. <laughs> Get it? Oh, I know. Oh, oh, it was no. like I don't I don't know. She, she, I don't I think mean, she do got it. Do you know that? Well, there's this a This is going back years. She but. has become there's I'll explain this whole crazy weird story maybe next hour involving her no. and these brothers who've recently been arrested. I don't know if you know this crazy weird story. Is Greta is Greta Thornburg the one that you have stolen my dreams that's with her. your empty yes. words. Right, that's her. That's her. Okay, then yes. she didn't get a facelift. I was talking no, about somebody no, other Greta. No, but she's involved in this strange, bizarre, weird internet story that I I read it the first time. I thought to myself, the one oh, that doesn't put out carbon emissions. Oh no 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 no! I read the internet? this. No, I read the story the first time, and I thought to myself, okay, this is a joke. This is this is Babylon B. Supposedly, it's the real story, and she's involved with these two brothers who. It's just so weird. You go, girl. No, 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 not not involved in a good way, involved in a oh. bad way, where oh. she ultimately got them thrown in jail. I can see that about her. <laughs> I did throw the entire world under no, the bus. It's so. just so weird. The whole story is bizarre and strange and weird and and it's like it's like I'll tell it next hour. Okay. Lots of stuff to talk about. First off, I think we had a record-breaking temperature yesterday of 62. Think it about it. It was lovely. A week ago, it was today. A week ago, it was like minus six or something like that. Remember? I mean, literally. The, I do. The Friday before before Christmas, it was like minus six. And All now, chilling cold. Right. And I think now it is. Here, let me look real quick. What's the official temp? The official temp is. No, 48. 48. Is that what it is? Yeah. 48. Okay. Only in the Midwest can you one week have six to minus six, and the next week have have essentially be half a century higher. Which essentially is it's it's more than that. It's more than fifty degrees higher. More than fifty degrees higher in one week. My official temperature says fifty. You know, it's really funny. We live in Missouri. We, you know, most of us have always lived there. If not, we've always come back here, and. We know what kind of weather we have here in Missouri, and yet when it happens, all we want to do is... How's that again? Nope. Not happening. How's that again? No. Um, <laughs> let me save that one. <laughs> right off the bat. Okay. Um, there was nothing to save, Brad. Have you ever worked on some a project that just doesn't seem to end? Every... And- damn day <laughs> and i've i won't talk about it because it's still somewhat of a secret but um i have been working on this for two weeks 
And solid. Yes, well, yesterday, for example, I probably put in eh, 12 hours on this project, okay? And matter of fact, I have to be honest with you. You called me last night, and I was very in a frustrated mode because, A, I wanted to go eat one of my favorite restaurants, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, eh, it's a Thursday night. Eh, won't be anybody there. I couldn't get on the parking lot. Couldn't get on the parking lot. You know what my favorite place is? I hadn't been there. I hadn't probably been there in a year. Well, it's not the favorite place that I thought of. Lester's. Oh, in, Chest- in the Valley? No, Lester's in Ladue. Right there on oh. Hi- Highway 40 and Clayton Road. Clayton Warson overpass. How come you get Lester's and Ledoux and I get Freddy's? Well, I see, I always go there by myself, which is, well, I, I take You've that back. You've taken me there. Oh, yeah, I, I, I took you there once. And yeah. matter of fact, I, I took my, <laughs> this is actually sort of a funny story. I took my son there once. Matter of fact, it's, God, I can remember this crazy stuff. My youngest son has had some health issues. And at one point in time, he couldn't literally walk literally he could not walk he was on crutches and we'd have just taken him to I, I i don't want to say all this because i'm trying to make it so oh you know play my little fiddle but i feel sorry for my son we had just left the Sightman cancer center in in on king's highway thank god he doesn't have cancer but he thought they thought one of the doctors there might be able to help him with this issue he has so on the way back i said you know it was during the day on the way back, I said, hey, I'm going to treat you to lunch at Lester's. We had like a 9 o'clock appointment at, at, at Siteman. And on the way back, I said, I'm going to teach you to treat you to lunch at Lester's. And he goes, what's Lester's? I go, Lester's is this really high-end place. It's like in Ladue. It's where all these expensive you know, homes are and all these rich people live. But at the same point in time, you can be in Lester's and you can be, you know, one table can be some guy who's a multimillionaire and the guy in the next table, or if you're sitting at the bar, the guy next to you, one guy on one side could be like a multimillionaire and the other guy could be a construction worker who longs for a pastrami sandwich, which you can't find anywhere else. So we go there and they do a pretty good lunch business and the bar is filled except for two places. So he sits down and on his left, is he's to the left of me on his left are two guys and i know this because after we left he told me the story these two guys who are talking about expanding their wine their wine cellars in their homes they're one guy well i just had the construction crew and we added another 500 square feet to my wine cellar and the guys to my right once again my son's on my left i'm on the right and to my right are two guys from a construction company talking about how they've got a problem with a, a, a job they're working on because of the fact that they hit a pipe that wasn't marked by the dig right people, and, it, and it was I think it was like a water pipe or something like that. So it's funny. I told him, on one side you have rich people, on the other side you have like average Joes like you and me. So he was sort of blown away by the place. And, you know, and it's just sort of interesting. Now, they used to have three of them. They used to have one in the Central West End right across from the Chess Hall of Fame, and there was one out in West County I believe on, is that on uh, Clayton Road, I think it was. Yeah, yeah Clayton Road, uh, east of, are, are about eh, about a mile or so west of 141. And both of those close. There's only one, the one will do. So I go there last night. I'm going like, ah, I'm just going to go to my favorite place. I'm going to, you know, then I'm going to go back on my super diet as of the first, you know, everybody says that. As of Monday, I'm going back on my super diet because I put on some weight. I'm not happy with myself. Can't get on the parking lot. So... I went to my one of my other favorite places, which I didn't believe was going to be open, and I felt like an attorney because I went to C.J. Muggs in Clayton. You ever been to C.J. Muggs? 
I have. CJ Muggs has been there. Actually, they moved down the street. Oh, uh, did they? The, I haven't been there since well, they moved. No, no, no. They moved a long time ago down the street because they used to be in a building right across from the courthouse in Clayton, which was torn yes. down to build the county jail. Matter of fact, on one part of that corner was this a gas station and an old building that had C.J. Muggs, I believe, in the basement or the first floor. And the other part of that building was the Triple One South Bemiston building, which was the original home of the original KSOQ. And they tore both buildings down to build the county jail. Only in St. Louis County do you take property that's on the tax rolls at, you know, huge amounts of taxes, you know, property taxes, do you tear down the buildings and take it off the tax rolls and build a big old monster's jail in downtown Clayton? And the reason they did that was, do you know the reason they did that? No. Because they said it was too difficult because the old prison used to be out there in Gumbo, you know, yeah. Chesterfield Valley, and they tore that one down. Matter of fact, that's going to be, they keep talking about this place they're building. I drive by it all the time and I'm going like, are you guys like going to get it done Sometime this century. Well, what is it? They're building this huge complex out there. The entire block, and it's a huge block. It's bounded by Chesterfield Airport Road, and on on that would be on the south side. On the north side, it's bounded by by um, Highway 40, and on the east side or the west side is bounded by Spirit of St. Louis Airport Boulevard. They're building this huge uh, rehearsal complex for touring rock groups. Cool. Where, yes, where the rock Aww. groups are going to come in and like if they're putting a tour together or there's supposedly going to be recording studios there. But the main thing's going to be this, this big, like almost like a, like supposedly, supposedly it's going to be much bigger than 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 the pageant. If you ever, You've been to the pageant before, right? I have. Okay, it's supposedly going to be bigger than the pageant. And essentially what it's for, it's as far like groups to come in and for them to polish their act before they go on the road. It doesn't seem like they ever get anything done. You drive by there all the time on Highway 40 or in Chesterfield Airport Road, and it's like, okay, is there anybody out here working? No, you never see anybody out there working. They're too busy in the subdivisions bothering people <laughs> yes, and not letting them into their driveway or their subdivisions. That's what up, they're doing. They're tearing up your concrete in front of your house, right? That's what they're too busy Actually, doing. now they've made it a staging area for oh. all of their leaky equipment. <laughs> your house is a staging area or the front front of your house? The front of my house is a staging area. And any equipment, I mean, they've got massive equipment, and and I sit there and I I crab because it's really kind of been a pita, but um. But they're making your subdivision nicer. Uh huh. <laughs> Aren't you happy about but that? But you have to be able to get in and out of it. Yeah, well, they'll come a yeah, day when well they they are not making that easy. They'll come a day when the new concrete's done and your subdivision will look beautiful and you'll be a happy camper, right? There's two ways into my subdivision and yeah. then they block both of them off. Well, once again, there'll be a day when they're gone and every the new concrete's in and you'll be a happy camper, right? Yeah, and I've got all this beautiful brand new they are doing a lovely job. I'm not it's, gonna lie. It's like it's just they've been a PETA. But my point is is that I've got all this beautiful new concrete out on my street. Yeah. And they bring in their equipment and they stage it in front of my house. Yeah. And it all has leak. It's all they all leak oil. So this beautiful new concrete. I've got these huge oil patches right in front of my house. Oh no no they'll they'll, they'll take care of that. They have the oil sucker. You know what the oil sucker is? No. Special machine. Like a matter of fact, it's too expensive for people to have. But what it does is is you 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 fire it up and it's got like this long hose and it has like a, a like a suction clamp. And you stick it on concrete, it just sucks all the stains out. Okay, you had me until you started keep on <laughs> until you started keeping on going. You've never seen the the stain sucker before. No. <laughs> well, see, let me let me give you an analogy. Okay, what uh-huh. you're going through is like 
plastic surgery. You know, ever know ever know anybody's had like a facelift or a nose job or stuff like that? I have. Okay. They look horrible after the surgery, right? Because their face like, is all like bruised. They've been like they like punched like and they just had a meeting. And... They just had a meeting with Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson won. You know what I'm saying? They don't look good, right? But yet, yeah. in a couple of weeks, they look beautiful, right? So that's uh-huh. what's going on in your subdivision. It's ugly right oh my now. Goodness, you're such a Pollyanna today. <laughs> I like. It's ugly right now, but in two weeks, because they're doing they're doing concrete surgery in your in your subdivision, and in two weeks they really are. It'll be beautiful. It's like they're they're like taking this piece, but not this piece, and it's it's. I mean, just do the whole thing, really. Don't piece part match it together. Boy, just you, do the whole thing. You are just a quote machine this morning. I've got about four or five of them already. I'm going to pull one I get off the air this morning. <laughs> well, no? happy new year, Brad. <laughs> They'll be on next year. And yet you get another page. Another page of what? Oh, <laughs> never mind. So, <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Uh, oh, no. I no, have no, to no, 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 no. We're, we're running behind. We're running behind. It's 627. It's 627. It is BS.show, one of my favorite Friday songs, ABC. Uh, you know what? There's some songs where artists are incredible singers, but then they do a deal where they talk during the song. Like, there's a couple Janet Jackson songs where she's, like, doing, like, this great singing, and then she talks, and, uh, and she talks like this. My name's Janet Jackson, Miss Jackson. I'm a very good singer. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. But, and, and, and they talk terrible. But see, in ABC, in other words, they're, they, they can't talk. They can sing, but they can't talk. Does that stand talk. for already been convicted? No. I don't know what oh, it stands okay. for. It stands for American Broadcasting Company. Okay. Anyway, that song, in in the middle of the song where he does the thing, Oh, I can't find love. Oh, say Marvin, someday I'll find true love. He sounds like, okay. a, shape, he sounds like a Shakespearean actor. I like that. I like that overacting stuff. Matter of fact, when I go, you know, when I go to the, you know, I love live theater. Man, you can't get me away from the Fox. Put me at the Fox. I love <laughs> Live theater, you know. I sometimes uh-huh. I, I camp out on Grand Avenue. Oh, is there another, another, another musical coming along? I want to go into the theater. I want to love it. <laughs> Only if it's a a musical, because it reminds you of your daddy. <laughs> I still wonder if my dad was gay. Your dad was not gay. Well, you know, they talk about gay guys. They like show tunes. That was my dad. My dad, we played. I mean, I think he played Man of La Mancha. probably gave him comfort. He played Man of La Mancha soundtrack. You know, this is on a 33 and a third album. The old licorice licorice pizza stuff. I'm telling you, I can sing every song on Man of La Mancha. Man of La Mancha. And uh, another one is, um, uh, what's the word? The word Gigi's in it. You know, who's, who's Gigi? You know what I mean? That's some musical. Is it My Fair Lady? Is that Gigi, My Fair Lady? My I Fair. Don't know. I can do My Fair Lady. And and the one he loved. God, he loved the Music Man. You know, with Robert Preston. You ever seen the Music Man? Yeah. Now you, today. You don't like the Music Man? You would have probably been gay, but back then, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they talk about that gay guys love show tunes. You know, they talk about. Oh, I know that. If you're I listening to. Understand too. that, but <laughs> that's not the way things were back in their day. Their day was musicals well i get that that's what they enjoyed right you today know, you know nowadays the things that we enjoy are blowing things up killing people uh let's see um terrorist attacks let's right. see what else goes for right like you like, know entertainment now like die hard things like that right die hard yes. which is which is a great christmas. The ultimate christmas movie. Right, the ultimate christmas movie that's still the debate as to uh, the smartest woman in the world says everyone loves musicals. I don't know about that. 
You know, I mean, but see, they're sort of gone because, you know, think about it. Back in the day, and, you know, like if you the go, day. well, you go, they were pro- prolific in the 50s, 60s, and probably early 70s until you had great classics like, like once again, I defy you to go back and watch. I saw something the other day. There was some guy, some entertainment guy, who gave his top 10 must-watch movies, okay? Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, that wasn't on the list. But was on the list was easy. It wasn't on the list? No. Easy. It's an iconic movie. No, it, it, I, heard, I heard a guy on another radio station say the other day, well, here we are coming up next year, we're coming up on the Oscar seasons again, okay? And okay. he said exactly what I think most people thinks. I think he said, why is it that all the popular movies never win any awards, but it's all these strange sort of like boutique movies that nobody goes to see that, oh my God, it's a great movie. And you go watch it, it's like, this is trash. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's- To me, oh. that would be Pulp Fiction. Well, but I don't know if they won any awards. Did it win any awards? Maybe it did. Pulp I don't, Fiction? I don't know. Did it? Yes. I don't know. Here, let me see. Let me look that up real quick. Pulp. See, I've never seen that movie either. I got made fun of the other night by by someone, and they were calling me out in the fact that I've not seen any of the Godfather movies. They were, they were going, and people went, what? You've never seen the Godfather movies? No, I've never seen the Godfather movies. And quite honestly, I don't care to watch them. Okay, Pulp Fiction. Um, look at Pulp Fiction Awards. Okay. And dum, 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 Pulp Fiction who Awards. Would, who would... Give you grief about not uh, watching Pulp Fiction. It won the Golden Globe Award for Best Screenplay, Academy Award for Writing, Original Screenplay, uh-huh. uh, MTV Movie and TV Award for Best Movie, Independent Spirit Award for Best Male Lead, 1995, Samuel L. Jackson. And it says, this is IMDb 1994, Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, here's the same. Oh, man, it's a bunch on here. Hold on a minute. Uh, I know. Oscar-winning best writing screenplay written directly to the, for the screen. Quentin Tarantino, Rod, Roger Avery. Oscar nominee, best picture, Lawrence Bender. Oscar nominee, best actor in a leading role, that was John Travolta. Oscar nominee, best actor in a supporting role, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oscar nomination, uh, best actress in a supporting role, Uma Thurman. Oscar, best, best director, Quentin Tarantino. Oscar nominee, best film editing. Wow, but it there just says nominee. I don't think it won. It won. It won the it, the winner. It was the winner for best writing, an Oscar for best writing screenplay written directly for the screen. But it was just a nominee for best picture, best actor in a leading role, best actor in a supporting role, and best actress in a supporting role. That's just all nominees and best director. Once again, all nominees. They didn't win. And then uh, best film editing nominee. They didn't, they only won one award. Only one award. Yeah, but they got oodles and oodles of press. Because it, was, because it was so weird. I don't weird. understand how they could have won anything or gotten the nomination either. Mike Otten said, there's a musical that happens after some people eat at either Taco Bell or White Castle. I'm not going to read that. That's Mike Otten humor. <laughs> Mike, really? I'm, I'm not going to read what he says. I didn't read. I <laughs> okay. probably don't want to know. Okay. Uh, I here's... just want to tell you, I have to say this. So... My boss took me out. No, to no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about that because I already got in trouble over that. What? I got in trouble over that. Why? Okay, because of the fact that we're always kidding about the fact that that um, 
you're always going to throat punch me. Matter of fact, you got kicked off of Twitter. No, uh, you got kicked off of Facebook for like, yeah. what, a week or something like that? You were in Facebook jail yes. for a week because you wrote on there you were going to throat punch me. And they 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 chopped up your account, okay? They totally so did. So the smartest woman in the world one day sends me a picture of a book that you can buy on Amazon called, uh, the what is it? The, the book of people you want to punch in the throat. Is that what it is? What's the, what's the title? It's of? called The List of People That I Most Want to Throat Punch. Okay. It's a paperback book that it has a cover and it has an intro page. And the rest of the pages are blank in their lines. So in other words, what you're supposed to do is you get this book and you're supposed to write down all the people that you want to throat punch. Okay. So she told me about this. So I bought it. So I give it to you. And then, apparently, you said something to her, and she sends me a nasty text about, hey, thanks for no Christmas present. You give Shelly a Christmas present of the book, but you didn't give me anything, and I'm the one that told you about the book. So, see, I got in trouble in that, because you told her, thank you. You thanked her for recommending the book, right? Yes. <laughs> you got me in trouble, because she's mad at me now. Because I got you a book, and I, I'm telling you, I broke the bank on that. I think it was six ninety five. Don't tell me. <laughs> I bet there's a whole six dollars and ninety five cents. Well, to on me, Amazon. it was priceless. <laughs> well, it's because just, you like have and, your own book, so I've got to get another book. So what do for you do? Else. So what do you do? You you get the book and you write my name on page one, right? I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one who was one <laughs> the throat punch. Oh my god. <sighs> okay. I surely did do that. Follow yes. up from last hour. A little bit confusion here, and I guess I'm a little bit confused. I'm talking about this place down in the valley um, that's talking about um, this that used to be where the old county jail is. And the smartest yeah. woman in the world sent me this thing about, uh, you know what the district in Chesterfield is? You know what this? The I do. It's the old outlet mall. It's the old outlet mall there on Highway 40. Yes, uh, on right, the north side. Right, right by Boone's Crossing. Okay. And they're, they're starting a $4 million outdoor event and gathering space featuring a pavilion, LED scr uh, screen, and stage. The venue's turf viewing field will be surrounded by sit-down restaurants with patios, a brewery, social hall, and beer garden. Okay. Can I tell you why this is going to fail? Why? It's going to fail because of the fact that unless they do something. Now, when you go downtown to like when you go down to the Fox or you go down to, you know, the Cardinals baseball game or the Blues hockey game, or you go down on Del Mar to, you know, what is the, they call it, what's the hall, the hall or Del Mar Hall, whatever it is, or you go to the pageant. pageant. Okay, when you go down there, you know you've got a 50-50 chance of having your car windows broken out and and are, are being carjacked, okay? 50-50 chance. When you on go to, Del Mar? Oh, yeah, 50-50 chance. Please. Yeah, all the time. 50-50 chance of you going downtown, you're going to get your car carjacked, Somebody's going to break out your windows. Okay. The problem is that people expect that. And when you go to Chesterfield, you're going like, well, hold on a minute now. I'm going to see a band. I'm going to see live entertainment. And I'm not going to get my windows knocked out. Nobody's going to try to carjack me. The thrill no. is gone. Right? So here's what those people in Chesterfield need to do. They need to round up a bunch of hoodlums, a bunch of, of hooligans, in my, as my son would say, and say, okay. Your job is, when the concert starts out at the new district in Chesterfield, we want you to break some windows, we want you to steal some car stereos, and we want you to carjack at least five people, and then people will be comfortable about going to Chesterfield to watch music. Other than that, people are not going to go because they're going to go like, well, if I'm going to get carjacked, and I'm not going to have my windows broken out. I'm, not, no going, fun in that. I'm not going to Chesterfield. That's all there is to it, right? 
Yep. See, that's why the place is going to fail. It's too safe. It's just not going to work. You know, people are going to go there and go like, oh. You know, like if you go down to the Cardinals baseball game, matter of fact, you have a better odds of having your windows broken out than you do of, matter of fact, a hundred million times better odds of having your, your bro- windows broken out on a parking lot other rather than, than winning the lottery. You know, I mean, it's to the point where, you know, I mean, matter of fact, there are some of the parking lots, They I don't know if you know this or not, they passed an ordinance in downtown St. Louis uh-uh. that when you pull into a parking lot, they have to put the odds of your car being broken into. And oh, there's a sign that says, if you park in this parking lot, no, if you park in this parking lot, there's a one chance in two that your car is going to get broken into. So because that way you can't complain, well, I got my car broken into. Hey, did you read the sign? It said one in two. What does that mean? If there's 100 cars in the parking lot, 50 of them are going to get broken into. That's the way it works. I, I just don't see that. You don't believe that? You believe I'm making that up? Um, <laughs> what's, ish. what's the name of this show again? <laughs> BS in the morning. Oh, no, not anymore. BS show. Well, a whole year has gone by. Matter of fact, matter of fact, um, next week we'll begin season two. We started season one, beginning this year. Of we were originally BS in the morning, and then we had that. I still miss that. We had the fight with those guys in 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 um, total fightage in 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 Las Vegas. As a matter of fact, it got so bad that the one lady killed herself, literally. Seriously, she did. Don't even go there. She did. She committed suicide. Don't, I understand that, but don't make fun of it. And the Move other on. guy, the other guy, ended up as a monk. You know, because when you and I threw down with them, I mean, especially Shelly, you don't, you can't believe how nasty Shelly can be. I mean, we had this throwdown with them because of the fact that we were BS in the morning and they were BS in the morning, but we were truly BS because we were Brad and Shelly, BS. They were Iggy and Sparks. It wasn't, and now it's not even, now it's not even, Sparks is gone. They fired him. He's gone too. I told you, he's a monk now. Do you know that? He is not. He is. Oh, please. Hey, uh, matter, matter of fact, he's got a new song out. You want to hear it? No. Here's, here's, here's. Because it's a big fat lie. No, here's his song. You ready? Uh-huh. He's a Gregorian monk. Ready? Oh, please. That's him right there. That's him. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> that sparks. You need to play that song. It's Friday. Oh. And the last show of the year. It's 646. I love the way that song is. <laughs> All of a sudden, the music's gone. There's a can crush, and it's over. That's Brad Paisley. You know what country music needs? It needs more Brad Paisleys. You talked over the uh, crush. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I did not. Totally. The crush hat, and I, I was I was tight. Man, it was right after. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I was right after the crush, man. I didn't step on the crush at all. You totally Brad, Brad Paisley is such an underappreciated guy. I mean, first off, he he's, is. he's a big star. So but is Brad Hildebrand. No, no, no. He's he's a jerk. Uh, anyway, um, what I love about Brad Paisley's songs, every last one of them is, tells a story. Some of them funny. Some of them sort of sad. You know, I mean, like, for example, the that's one. That's because that's what country, country hits do is they tell a story. Can I ask you a favor? Sure. Put the microphone in front of your mouth. It's in there. <laughs> it wasn't before. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. How do you know? Because, look. You don't know. You don't know me. Can I tell you something that drives me crazy? 
<laughs> yes, please do, because I will be sure not to do it. Okay, and probably the worst defender is NPR, okay? NPR spends gazillion dollars. I mean, Larry, whereas you and I use a couple hundred dollar microphone, NPR is using $10,000 microphones. Because why are they using $10,000 microphones? Because they get money from the government. They could just spend money whatever they want. You know, you know. once again, they're now having a budget crisis. So what do they do? They get rid of the interns. Just think about that for a minute. Get rid of some. Get rid of three of the full-time people, and you got your budget fixed. Okay. Matter of fact, I don't know if I told you the story or not. When they moved into their new headquarters in D.C., they had a they had a media tour for all the local media people, people from the local newspapers and the radio stations. And you know why that backfired on them? Why? Because everybody showed up and they go, "Oh my God, this place is like a palace," and they were bragging about their own kitchen with chefs. Once again, this NPR. Yes, they got this crazy building, this new building that's like the Taj Mahal. It's like the Palace of Radio, and they have their own kitchen for the employees. They hire like French, like, you know, like high rated chefs to cook food for the people that work at NPR. And it's funded by the government. Once again, if that were a private company, They'd have a vending machine with you know, with cheese sandwiches in it. You know what I'm saying? They'd have a microwave oven. But no, it's funded by the government. So they have a kitchen. It's like it was like a ten thousand square foot kitchen with like chefs and the whole bit. Okay. So what the it backfired. So why is that your pet peeve that well, they have food and we don't? No, because it's funded by the government. It's my it's my gripe with NPR and KWMU. If, why do you li- why do you even listen to them? You know, I got to have something to make me mad. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> no. You don't make me mad. You frustrate yourself. See, once upon a time, there was a need for NPR. There was a need for KWMU. There was a need for Channel 9 and PBS and the whole bit. That time is gone because of the fact that in your hand, most people, you have a smartphone in your hand. In your hand, you can watch anything about anything. You can Google stuff. You can learn stuff. I say all the time. I talked to somebody the other day, and they mentioned, you know, I'm somebody I never even talked to before, and I can't remember what it was about. And they go, well, I couldn't figure it out, so I just watched a YouTube video. I go, thank you. I mean, well, I do that all the time. I got, I've got pages bookmarked in YouTube for my various cars, okay? My one car, I got a page bookmarked, and, and if, I need to, if I need to go in there and find, you know, tutorials on changing the oil pressure sensor on a... 3.0 Ford V V6, bang, there it is. I don't need a shop manual. I, you know, and typically there's like three or four guys. One guy's holding on to his beer while he's, you know, wrenching on the thing. And I'm going like, I'm not going to watch that. And then you watch another guy who is a Ford mechanic who's working in his garage at home. Let me show you how to change this oil pressure sensor switch on a on a V6, a three point, you know, 3.0 V6 in a in a Ford Escape. I go, that's the guy I want. You know, you can learn everything. And that's why I say, to a certain extent, college now is overrated. It's overrated. If you're going to be the very last show, you have to bring up that. <laughs> you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse or a CPA or physical therapist. Yeah, you got to go to college or a teacher. But anything else, screw it. If you're going to go to college, hey, you people want to go into journalism, don't go to journalism school. Don't go to J school at Mizzou. Go to stop it. Go to Mizzou and study accounting because. You can always because use accounting. That's a fun degree. No, but you can use it the rest of your life. You know, look at all these. That's like, not true. I took accounting, and I can't 
account or anything. Well, look at the guy. Look at the guy who's who's the CEO of 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 Southwest. <laughs> I just tickle myself. Excuse me. <laughs> look at the guy who's CEO of Southwest Airlines. Look, Southwest is rolling so well because he's an accountant. Oh, that's right. They're not doing so well today. They're supposed to be back. To, you know what? Did you read that on my? Did you see that? What I put on my Facebook page that that guy from the the SWAPA, the Southwest Airlines Pilot Association, um, that article he wrote. I don't. You don't follow read my your Facebook page. Oh, you're a smart woman. Actually, I do follow your Facebook page. Me, yes, I did read that. To <laughs> me, don't didn't you think that was sad reading that? I did. Essentially, he's saying. Look what happened to this great company that our beloved, you know, founder Herb Kelleher started. Look what's happened to it. Now it's run by bean counters, and this is why the company's falling apart because they're not spending money on the stuff they they now. Last night I heard one of the one of the spokesmen for Southwest Airlines admit the problem was because they're using an antiquated program, antiquated computer system with its software to schedule the pilots and the crew. So in other words, the problem really wasn't the weather because, you know, United didn't have any problems. They had a little bit of problem. Delta didn't have that many problems. American didn't have that many problems. Southwest got their butt kicked. And the problem was that the computer system that they use, I, I keep reading this story. I don't know if it's true or not. They say the problem is on all the other airlines, everything's on an app. If you work for like American, if you're like a, a flight attendant or a pilot, you pull up your app, you know exactly where you're supposed to be, what right. time you're supposed to be. Supposedly with Southwest Airlines, you got to call into the call center. Hey, this is Joe Smith. I'm one of your pilots. Yeah, Joe, uh, where am I supposed to be? Oh, we don't know. Uh, why don't you just hang out in San Diego? Well, I'm not in San Diego. I'm in Denver. Oh, can you get to San Diego? No, because I'm in Denver. That's the way the system worked. And, and that was the problem, that nobody knew where to go. And, and if you read that article, it talks about this guy's a pilot. He can't. They're sitting in planes, and they can't go anywhere because they don't have clearances. They don't have company clearance. In other words, they, got, they could get clearance from the FAA. They, and I'm going like, okay, here we go. And the problem was that during the pandemic, I get it. They were losing their butts. Nobody was flying. You know, you go by the airport. All the long-term parking lots were empty. Parking spot was empty. Super park was empty. You know, nobody was flying. All of a sudden, everybody starts flying. But what they did was they let all the re pilots retire. They let, let a lot of the flight crew retire. And they didn't invest in their new computer system. And matter of fact, you know what? You know who runs their computer system now? Far, 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 uh, far, uh, you know, the scheduling of the pilots? When, uh, when you log into the Lockheed Martin. No, when you when you log into the computer system, it said, "Hi, you've got an assignment." I'm kidding. Okay. You know, like it's the old AOL thing. Hi, you've got mail. You didn't get that. Oh, I did. Get that. <laughs> but once you explained it to me, like any good joke, they're, they're using they're, <laughs> they're using an AOL system to schedule their pilots. Come on, Southwest. I love you. Are Don't, they really? Oh, Are you teasing? It's just terrible. We got so take you're it. teasing. No, I'm not. We'll talk about it next hour. We got to go. It's 6.59. It's BS.show, Apache, Sugar Hill Gang. If you don't like rap, those are the guys to blame. <laughs> they're the ones that pretty much brought rap. Yeah, but their rap center. and the rap nowadays, completely two different things. I couldn't agree with you more. And back then, see, that song, I'm surprised. And that was risque. I'm surprised they still let that song be played. That song is... Oh, because of Apache? Well, yeah, the whole thing is there's this... I don't know if they still have it. There used to be these CDs that came out that were like... They called it Jock Jam, and they were all the songs that they would play like when you went to like the blues games, you know, where the guys would play songs, you know, so like... So that's like Jack Itch? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not like Jock Itch. Anyway, um, 
see the whole thing you can't you can't say anything like apache see there's a thing going on right now they're renaming all the army bases you know this crazy story uh-uh. they're renaming all the army bases because of the fact that some of these generals they're named after were like confederate generals or they once once upon a time they said something they didn't like they didn't like indian people or why something why are they like. trying to write something that happened a bazillion years ago well that's like why don't they focus on what is going on with our world right this minute that's like at west point i read this article just the other day at west point you know the military academy for the army right um they are taking all the statues of robert e lee down because of the fact that oh he was a confederate general oh he's terrible I'm going like, okay, that's part of our history. You know, uh-huh. was it a good part of our history? No, it was not. You know, but it's just like the Jewish people, they never want to let people forget about the Holocaust because once again, you look back and you think, oh my God, that was horrible. If you realize this horrible- It really was horrible. I can't even watch a movie from then. Well, if you realize that that was horrible and you still that's still brought up today- that we had this terrible jerkazoid guy named Adolf Hitler who essentially hated the Jewish people and wanted to exterminate them. Okay, we have to remember that because of the fact that you never know when the next jerkazoid guy would come along and say, I don't like Irish people or I don't like Italian people or I don't like radio people. Well, he might have a point with that, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he might. The radio people, we could do without. But no, I mean, once again, it's our history. And like, I'll ask you this right now. I'm getting myself in trouble. Remember the big hubbub? Don't you like that word my mom used to use all the time? Hubbub. I do. The big hubbub of the Confederate War Memorial in Forest Park, okay? Yes. Okay, they took it down. Are things better in the city? No, they're worse. You know, I mean, things got the crimes more. There's more crime. There's more carjackings. There's more murders. That's because they now figure that they've, I don't know. They took I, down. I'm speaking the, out of turn, I'm sorry. They took down the Christopher Columbus statue in what, Tower Grove <laughs> Park? Did. It's like, okay, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, I, you know, there are people that, uh, and see, first off, here's what I don't understand. Why do we put statues of anybody up? Why? I don't understand that. Why do we spend money on, you know, like, like, you know, I can see it's this. To immortalize them? Yeah, but, but once again, I mean, look how things change. We immortalize what happened with the Civil War, mainly because of the fact that we, we looked back on our history and we thought, wow, this is a terrible part of our history. We never want to change it. We never want to be there. That's, we don't want to be that way. We don't want to have this country divided where, but now it's almost to the point where like, look at it right now. You got the Republicans and Democrats. The Republicans hate the Democrats. The Democrats hate the Republicans, you know? And, uh-huh. and, and what's crazy about it is, is that it has become very much territorial. Look at a map. Look at a map of the United States as far as divided by uh, dominant political parties. And the, the, you know, the rural areas outside of the main cities, it's all Republican. Middle of Missouri, you know, Missouri is like the typical example. Missouri is like, like land-wise, Missouri is probably 95% Republican and 5% Democratic, land-wise. But yet, where's all the people that are Democrat? They're in Kansas City and St. Louis. You know, that's, and where's all the population in the state of Missouri? In Kansas City and St. Louis. So even though that's only 5% or maybe 10% of the land mass, that's nine. That's ninety percent of of who makes up the you know the the parties. Those numbers aren't necessarily right. But anyway, um, backtracking a little bit, the smartest woman in the world who knows a lot about airlines, and I forgot about this. She said that part of the problem that Southwest have is they've always been on their own computer system. They're not even on the Saber system. And the Saber system was, you know, what the Saber system was? 
No. Sabre system is this system where you can book like all the other major, major airlines are on the same computer system. So in other words, you can book back and forth between airlines. And and the reason she knows this is because that used to be part of her job. Uh, when you're you know sending people around in your company, you send people around the world, uh, you would book it on. And in other words, if they had like connections, in other words, like let's say you'd fly American into London, then from London you fly, I'm, I'm just making things up. But in other words, you have airlines that are, that are indigenous to Europe. You know, there, there's like Ryan Airlines and stuff like that. You know, Ryan doesn't fly transatlantic. They just fly within Europe. So in other words, if you're booking somebody and you used to be able to do that through the Sabre system, but Southwest was never on it. And the problem was Southwest has this antiquated system. We talked about it last hour uh, for scheduling their flight crews and it just collapsed. Matter of fact, today they claim they're almost going to be back to normal, but they're still going to cancel like 500 flights. And, and, I said this on the air yesterday, and I had somebody who texted me and said it was BS, and I found the article. They're renting some space up north of the airport, I believe off of Lindbergh, some warehouse space, and all the luggage that was stuck at the terminal, it's up there, and they're going to go. Matter of fact, you told me the story. Was it was it Wednesday that you ran into a guy at a quick trip, had the whole trunk, uh, whole back of his truck filled with luggage? Yes. And he was hired by Southwest to deliver all these people's luggage, right? I I don't know the answer to that question because I didn't ask him. Well, he was. But del- we did talk about the airport, and he said it was a mess. Well, he was delivering luggage from he people. He was delivering luggage. Right. Yes. I don't know if it was from Southwest or another particular airline well, because I'm sure when Southwest, you know, encompassed the baggage claim. Oh, no, no, but they've got their own baggage claim. See, everything, that's the thing at that terminal. Oh, that's right because they're on the East Terminal. Right, right. They're, they're their own system. They're not on the other systems. In other words, anything that's, that's in. That's absolutely correct. Right, anything okay. that's in. I'm, I'm just going to quit talking. Every oh, Was that a threat or a promise? <laughs> <laughs> Bite me, Brad. <laughs> that's page three. <laughs> I'm on page one and two and three now. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Boy, I got some pushback from. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, the smartest what? woman in the you world saying for what? she's saying George Floyd, Michael Brown. Okay, once again, what did you get pushback for? <sighs> Never mind the Michael Brown thing. Okay, I don't want to. You get got in... pushback for Michael Brown? No, no, no. I don't want to. Oh, get you're in... trying to no, no. let that one fall off the uh, remember bear belt. This is Brad trying to use his journalism degree seven years ago up in Ferguson. Watching the crazy stuff going on out there, I saw more crap go on that you would. I mean, once again, I told the story. I had somebody actually call me up. Remember, I told the story about I was there. The Michael Brown thing happened on a on a Sunday. I was there on Monday. Yeah, I was, you were. I was there at the Quick Trip where they burnt the Quick Trip down. I was there yes. at the Quick Trip where where the police, literally about a hundred police, county police, state highway patrol, Jennings police, Ferguson police, were in the Quick Trip parking lot, and there were a group of people on the other side of West Florissant. And the people on West Florissant, you know, that was when you still could drive through. Then they ultimately shut West Florissant down. But the people were on the other side of West Florissant, okay? And I went because I parked right by the CNN crew. I drove right in, parked right next to the CNN crew. And did you they, take a selfie with them? Matter of fact, I did. I have, a CN, I have a selfie of me and one of the CNN reporters. So the story I told, which was a true story, the protesters weren't getting mad. And the police were just fine. They were all talking around, standing around, talking around. When the CNN reporter got up to do their shot, do their live shot, here come the protesters. They come across West Florissant. They're yelling and screaming and waving their signs and the whole bit. And the police go shoulder to shoulder, 
with their with their riot gear on, their helmets and the shields and the whole bit, and they got all of them have like a big in the back of their uniform. They've got like a clip that holds on all the temporary handcuff, all the zip tie handcuffs. Okay, so the CNN reporters on the air doing this report, and it looks like mayhem's going to break out any minute. The CNN reporter finishes her report, she steps away, and they stop filming. And everybody goes back to their original position. All the people go back and the protesters go back to their side of West Florida. And the cops all go back on their side of West Florida. And the protesters all, you know, start up their hibachis and start, you know, grilling food. And the cops all, you know, start drinking water bottles and stuff like that. I'm going like, God, this is Kabuki. Remember Kabuki? I do remember Kabuki. <laughs> you know who talks about Kabuki? Who? Aren't you going to play You're it? You're a non-believer. Why should we waste time on Kabuki? <laughs> yep. Don Draper. Or Dan Draper, whatever his name. What was his name, Dan or Don? Don. Don Draper, okay. Uh, it's all It's all for media. It's all for show. You know, and it and it bothers There's me. There's a lot of stuff that's for show. But, but see, like, for example, okay, I heard a guy last night say this, and I thought to myself, you know what, if I were in, if I were in, in Buffalo, New York, I would be really upset with this. There's a picture of our president. He's in, what, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. He's got a Hawaiian shirt on. He's down there on the beach, you know, frolicking around around with his wife. Okay? There's people in New York who haven't had electricity for, what, a week and a half? You know, and they I think they still have an order. Oh, because of that. The huge snowstorm. They got, like... 50 inches of snow. And here's yeah. our president. Oh, he's on vacation down in 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 St. Thomas or wherever, St. Croix or wherever, one of the Virgin one of the US Virgin Islands. I'm thinking to myself, terrible optics. Terrible optics. Instead of him being down there, see, if I were the press secretary, you know, I mean, I'd say to the president, "Hey, we're going to fly you into Buffalo. You're going to go and you're going to stay in Buffalo for a week. And you're going to show up at the police stations and say, "Hey guys, <clears throat> Hold on, man. Hey, guys, what can I do? What, how can I help you? Can I bring in some National Guard? Can I bring in some, you know, some troops? Can I bring in the Coast Guard? How can I, what can I help? You know, he should be hanging out at food pantries and things like that. Hey, you know, wh- what do you guys need? Well, you need more cream of wheat? Yeah, we can get that for you. Okay, we'll bring in a couple of helicopters with cream of wheat. But no, he's down at, in, in the Virgin Islands prancing around on the beach with his wife. I, you know, once again, that ticks me off. How would you feel? How would you feel if you spent three nights at the airport sleeping on the floor at Lambert Airport because all your Southwest Airlines flights got canceled and you find out that the president and CEO of Southwest are on the beach in Hawaii? Wouldn't you be a little bit upset? And how did they get there? Oh, they flew their corporate jet there. You know, you'd be going like, okay, if you can get your corporate jet to work, why can't you get the rest of your jets to work? You know what I'm saying? I do. And see, the crazy thing about it is, if you read that article that I put on by the, I get that guy's the president of the Southwest Airlines Pilot Association, he talks about that. Herb Kelleher would show up on Christmas Day and on Thanksgiving Day and help unload luggage out of planes. He would be on flights with flight attendants, literally going up to them, shaking their hand. Thank you for working Christmas. Thank you for working Thanksgiving. No, the current CEO was probably in San Tropez on Christmas, you know, you know, taking in the rays. You know what I'm saying? I do. You think I'm weird, don't you? You already know that, right? Well, I do think you're weird, but that doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> but, this. But see, that what that's see, 
to me, that's the difference between like perfect example. Your buddy. I want you to say. I want you after when we go on break. Yeah. I want you to personally think about the good things that have happened this year. Yeah. And I want you to say them. I couldn't get my lawnmower started yesterday. I tried to cut grass yesterday. I don't blame you. It was a beautiful day <laughs> yesterday. I tried to cut grass yesterday. And you know what? You know what ticked me off? Once again, I call this place for parts, this place for parts, this place for parts. Guess what? They're all closed. They close from last Friday till they won't be up until Monday. But yet, I will give a plug for one of our former sponsors, Seidenstricker, SN Partners, the guy, you know, SN Seidenberger, Seidenstricker, Noby, right there on, uh, what is that, South Service Road, uh, which was uh, Veterans Memorial Parkway, right there between between uh, Zumble and Cave Springs. I call him on the phone. He answers, parts guy. I said, I, said I, I, I needed a fuel pump. He says, I got one. And I go, can you put it aside for me? It's sitting right here on the counter. I show up 20 minutes later. Guy couldn't have been a nicer guy. I need this, I need this, I need this. He's got it all. Hey, thanks. I'm out the door. He's working. You know, why can't everybody work? Why does everybody have to have time off? Well, we didn't work. We worked every day. No, we didn't. You may not have. I've been working every single stupid day. I worked. I worked. You know what? I worked all day Christmas. Literally, I worked all day Christmas. I'm not trying to say, oh, Brad, thank you so much. You know, we're trying to do something different with one of our stations, which shall remain nameless. I got it working perfect Wednesday night. Last night, it blew up. And I'm going, like, damn, what is going on? Am I getting weird? No. That's far from being positive. But. The smartest woman in the world says work ethic today is non-existent. They taught that in college. Well, I think I, I think people got taught that by by their parents. I think that, you know, by a the work way, ethic? By the way, the smartest woman. I, the, my <laughs> daughter has a wonderful work ethic. Well, she as does. My bonus son. She's a worker bee. my bonus daughter. She, your, your daughter's a worker bee. You know what I mean? Okay. She is. Okay. Wait, wait, wait till I tell you this one. <laughs> Talk about a work ethic. You know who has a work ethic? A lot of people. Why? Nick Cannon. You know why Nick Cannon has a work ethic? I don't even know who he is. You know who Nick Cannon is? He's on. He's on. What? He's the mask singer dude, and he was in. He was in the movie Drumline. He's a black dude. He's. He does a radio show. He's a nationally syndicated radio guy. Good looking black dude. You know, uh, very personal. I still don't know who he is. Okay, look up Nick Cannon. You'll see a picture. You know who he is. Okay. 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 You ready for this? Nick Cannon has a work ethic. Nick Cannon's been working real hard. Because of the fact that he now has 12 kids, and in 22, think about this for a minute, in, ni- in the year 2022, which we're ending, he's had five kids. Think about that for a minute. In one Say year, that one more time. <laughs> he has, his 12th child was born on December, December 14th. His 12th child, five of them, five of the 12 were born in 2022. Think about that for a minute. Five of the 12 kids he has? Yes, were born in 2022. Did they have all the same baby mama? No, of course not. (laughs) So he had five? I don't understand. Five? I mean, I'm not judging because it's by by far not for me to judge anybody. But um, In, In this year alone, he's had five kids by five different mothers. Well, you know, again... I'm not one to judge. He's a, he's got a work ethic, man. I'm telling you, Nick, you need to grind out some babies. Okay, fine. I'll 2022. I'll knock out five of them. 
I'll knock out five. Literally, <laughs> I mean, I'll knock up five. <laughs> five kids by five different moms in one year. <laughs> I don't. I mean, is that crazy or what? I mean, what's going on with that? It's, it is what it is. Can you imagine Father's Day at his place in 20 years from now? Like, you know, he's got, you know, he's got birthdays. Well, let me think. I've got five birthdays. You know, I mean, it just, you know, I mean, he, he like he'll always have like on in any given year, he'll have like five one-year-olds, five two-year-olds, five three-year-olds, five four-year-olds. And that's okay as long as he he pulls takes up his part and takes care of those children. Okay, I want to say because I have a I have a friend that has multiple children by other uh, by different women yeah and i don't i applaud this man for <laughs> yeah, seriously so, so do i i yeah way to <laughs> go up, dude Brad. i applaud him for doing the right thing <laughs> yeah and taking care of his kids well maybe he's doing the wrong thing by impregnating multiple women no i i don't have well, as a, it's not much as, for me to judge. Hold on, as a woman, would I would I have chosen that? Hey, hold no. it. Hey, let's say but, Nick Nick. Let's say Nick Cannon calls you up and says, "Hey, Shelly, I'm looking for a baby mama for 2023. You in? What would you say?" <laughs> um, I I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> but but see, what's crazy about this is if how like how in the world do those five women feel about the fact that you got. A dude who's being like Mr. Stud, and he's with five different women in the same year. Because think about it: if they were all born in 2012, some of them could have been impregnated last year. But you know, in other words, the one that just was just born on December 14th was impregnated this year because you know, at the end of the year, 12 months would have been like May or you know March or April or something like that. I, I find me women who are okay with that. I mean, you got women who find out that their husband is looked at a naked woman on their cell phone and they file for divorce. This guy's going around and impregnating five different women and having five kids in one year, and that's okay? It's, I mean, come it's on. It's between him and his maker. <laughs> yes. It's between, not for us to judge this man. But, but don't, you, don't you think that, like, okay, he's a big star. He's a role model. Don't you think that's the wrong role for men? That you got some dude that's... If he's a role model, then take your comeuppance and take care of them kids. And be good to all of them. I see. You have a much better attitude than I do. I'm thinking... I absolutely do. Because I, I, am... I think that if he does that, that would be a great role model. Look... Did he have five kids from different baby mamas? Yes. But... He sat there. He took us come up and you don't know that he is taking care of those you, kids. You don't know that's that. what he needs to do. You don't know he if needs he's to be taking very care generous of. with them because he's rich. But you don't know if he's taking care of them. He might say, hey, hey see you later, honey. Talk to my accountant. Well, then shame he'll, on him. He'll write you a check. You know, I mean, he may say, eh, I don't care. You know, where's that kid on your own? I don't care. You know, good luck. Hey, you know, here's here's a check every month. You know, blah, leave me alone. You know. So if he stays in the lives of all these children. But you don't know that. He's, well, he's, you don't know. But he's busy doing. He's not. He's busy doing a TV show. He's busy doing a radio show. It's not like the guy's retired. You know. Hell, let me think. Today is so? Monday. Today's. Oh, let me think. I'll divide my kids into. Let me think. I've there's. I got twelve kids, and there's seven days. That means each kid gets. 
I get two kids a day, and then I'm off on I'm off on Sunday. So Monday is kid one and two, and Tuesday is kid three and four, and then you know all through the week, and then Sunday I got no kids. Sunday I'm gonna go play golf and sit around and smoke a cigar and watch some football, and then you know back Monday Stretch it's kid it's kid I get it. it's kid one and two again. I, so see. What, see that's a perfect. Scenario. See, I, I look. I have nothing against blend, blended families, but one of the things I'm proud of. I got four kids. Same mom, same dad. Okay, and and you know, and I know there's a lot of blended families. Yours, one of them. You know, you had a a daughter by a, you know your what first husband, second husband. My fifth husband, Brad. Your fifth husband, dude. I was 18. <laughs> I don't know. Well, at 18, first you could have been husband. married. You could have been married three times, for all I know. You know, you could have been number three. Oh, no, but. Are but, you serious right now? I don't know. My daughter's almost forty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 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 you're on your third marriage, right? Uh huh. Okay, and you first only two, well, the first one counted because of Tiffany. The well, second didn't count. But in other words, you had a a marriage of of and and you had your first kid with your first husband. Okay, and you did not have any kids with your second or third husband. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, that's pretty simple. You got one kid, but let's say, let's say you were married like like my old boss Ron Grubbs eight times. Okay, and let's say he had two kids with each of his wives, he'd have sixteen kids, and he's got sixteen. You know, okay, you're you're the you're the you're the you know the the kids of uh, my first wife, and you're you two are the kids of my second wife, and it's like it's like. But then the, he brings. Well, I don't know, but he I, in my mind, Ron Grubbs would have brought all the kids together. And they would have grown up as a family, which I think is what they did. And, um, yeah, did the right thing. Okay. You and I have different opinions on this. I think, quite honestly, we absolutely I do. think the Nick Cannon thing is is wrong and sends a, sends a terrible message. I do. I do. That's just how I feel about it. You know, and Nick, knock yourself out. Dude, get lots of action. More power to you. You know, I mean, I don't but, know what to say past that, you know? I mean, yeah. how in the world, I mean, like, you know, can you imagine coming home and say, hey, honey, uh, I just want to tell you, I got to go to the hospital. I'm having a baby with another woman. Okay, honey, be back for dinner, right? <laughs> how does that work, right? Don't go get onion rings <laughs> while you're there. Oh, that's a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Hey, I was a good father. At least I was there in the room every time for every last one of my kids. Every last one of them. I was there. I was there. And the first one was the toughest. I was joking, Brad. The first oh my one goodness. was the toughest. Touchy much? The first one was the toughest when five minutes after your son's born, the doctor hands you off to another doctor and says, there's a good chance your son may die, but I think I know what's wrong with him, and we're going to fix it, and if I'm right, he'll live. I mean, put yourself in that position. That was me, his first father. You know, okay, this is not, the Lamaze class didn't teach us about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we never had that in class. Anyway, Curtis Blow, yes, one of my favorite old school songs, The Breaks. You like that song? I do, Brad. It's my I'm favorite. sorry. It's my favorite song. Excuse me. Um, I actually do. I love that song. I grew up with that song, and it just kind of makes your toes tap. You say last week you met the perfect guy. He promised you the stars in the sky. He said his Cadillac was gold, but he didn't tell you he was 10 years old. He took you out to the Red Coach Grill, but he forgot the cash and you paid the bill. He told you about the story of his life, but he forgot the part about his wife. Ha ha, these are the breaks. It didn't matter to, Kent, to, to, to Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon could care less. <laughs> 
the smartest woman in the world says he's worth 20 million you know had 10 more kids you know and then he have then he have no eight more kids and he have 20 kids each one gets a million bucks right I mean, as far as those numbers go, um, I agree. He will be able to take care of those those children. You hope. <laughs> what? But see, he no- knows that he's a role model, Brad. Oh, I chilly. I don't. I don't agree with you at all. I what? Dis- I totally disagree with you. He because he had these children he, from different baby mamas no he's not it doesn't role, make him a different person he's, he's not a role model he's a terrible role model that's terrible i you and i it's dig- not it's not my place to to judge this man it is mine and i say it's a terrible role model i mean think about that for a minute you know i do and <sighs> when people make mistakes yeah they take their comeuppance and they deal with it and he, do the right thing he ain't taking no comeuppance trust me He's Nick Cannon. He's making lots of money. You know, he's he's rich. What does he care? You know, hey, 12 kids, five in one year, five different moms. Who cares? Right? Terrible thing. I mean. Well, I, I we, we agree to disagree. See, the crazy thing I'm is. I'm right, but <laughs> we'll you, agree to disagree. You and I are on the opposite sides of this, and we shouldn't be. We are on the wrong side. I should be like, hey, man, that guy's, he's a stud. Five women, you know, five kids in one year. Whoa, yeah, go Nick. You know, and I'm, and you should be saying, oh, that's terrible. That's, he's a misogynistic male. He's, he's, he's just, you know, wh- you know, running around cavorting with all these different women. Yeah, that's the way it should be. You and I are exact opposite. I'm going like, this is terrible. You go, that's great. It's fine. It's wonderful. He's a role model. That's not what I said. It is. No, it's not. Okay. Well, we'll move on. Okay. It says, what I said was, it's not my place to judge this man. Here's a radio story, which Mike Otten sent me. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't I think of this? A new radio station in Green Bay, Wisconsin, WKZG. You know what it's called? Weird Al Radio. It's all Weird Al. Weird Yank- Al Yankovic. It's all Weird Al Yankovic songs. <laughs> Twenty four. So funny. Which during his time was hilarious. <laughs> Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. It's Weird Al. <laughs> There's a whole culture that or generation that doesn't even know who he is. I would think that would be that would be sort of. Over the top. Okay, here's another semi-radio story. Sirius XM is going to launch Lizzo Radio on New Year's Eve. They're going to have one channel. It's going to be another but Lizzo. And you know what she's going to do? She's going to play her flute the entire year. Every day, you're going to be able to listen to Lizzo play her flute. I didn't know she played a flute. Oh, my God. She's a concert flutist. Didn't you know that? I, I really didn't. And by the way, like from the, the, adi- the, the category of who cares – I see this. I saw it again yesterday. Go like, here's here's Barack Obama's what's playing on his iPad on his on his, his what's on his iPad or whatever. Here's his songs for 2022. I don't care. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I don't care what's on Barack. Look real close. Do you see? I used to say that. Tiffany, look real close. Do you see care in my eyes? <laughs> and then she and then she goes, Mom, look real close. Do you see carrots in my eyes? Could she say carrots in your eyes? Why yeah. would she making fun of you? Wasn't Is that she cute? she's throwing it back at you? Okay, yeah. why do we have to have a story about Barack Obama? I mean, and here's the interesting thing: if Donald Trump came out 
And that was a news story. I heard that in the top of the hour newscast in a couple different radio stations. And not a serious story. And Barack Obama released his year of uh, his list of his favorite songs of 2022. What's Barack Obama listening to? They list, list all the songs. Okay, let's say Donald Trump sent a press release out to, to the media and says, here's what's on my iPod, or here's what I'm streaming, or here's what, here's what my, my playlist on Siri, you know, uh, you, know uh, 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 you know what I mean? Siri, yes. or what's the other gal's name? What's the, the I'm, I'm, I'm like dating myself. You are. No, Alexa, Siri and Alexa. Okay, here's, 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 here's my Alexa playlist. Do you think anybody would, if they talked about, oh, Donald Trump sent us a list. We're not even talking about it. Donald Trump. He's such a loser. Who cares what he's listening to? But Obama, oh my God, Barack Obama and Michelle, they're listening to, they're listening to, you know, uh, they're listening to, I won't say that. No, <laughs> let's move on. But uh, I think that we need is, to move on. Is that important for you? Do you care about that? No. <laughs> Neither do I. But I don't have playlists. I don't under. I don't understand them. I don't want them. I don't want that. That on my phone. Trump, nope. the smartest woman, says Trump doesn't listen to anything or anyone except himself. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Oh, Donald Trump's. Uh, Mike Otten says Donald Trump's favorite song is "Money" by Pink Floyd, and his favorite artist is Eddie Money. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Um, once again, we have our president who's down cavorting on the beach with his wife in the Virgin Islands, and the poor people in in the airport are stuck. And Pete Buttigieg, who is the tr- transportation director, is still on vacation. I'm going like, okay, I don't get it. You know, I mean, somebody the other day said that in I said they took they took a, 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 a they they analyzed 2022. Obviously, it's not over yet. And they said out of the 365 days that that Biden was on vacation 155 days. I'm going like, can that be right? Can he be? And they documented it. They said, well, and what's interesting is when he's in Delaware, they won't tell you who he's talking to because they don't have to. When he's in the White House, you know, it's it's public. You know, there's a log that shows you who his guests are and who his meetings are. But when he's in Delaware, they don't do that. So you don't know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. What? He's on the phone with Nick Cannon. Hey, Nick, how did you do that? Tell me how I can do that. Give me a high five. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Way to Literally, go, man. High five. Five <laughs> kids, in, five kids in, in, in one year, and I'm stuck with this stupid Hunter who still gets me all this trouble. I mean, Hunter is – I mean, if I had five kids in one year, I would probably not have trouble with all five. I probably had four of them who were good kids, and one of them be a fifth kid. And I'd say, hey, not mine, not mine. Go on Jerry Springer. Figure that one out. No? No. <laughs> Okay. Are we having fun for our last show of 2022? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> You're not. You're not happy at all. Well, yes, I am. I, I can, am so I happy to be here. I am. You're S-H-I-T, so happy it's Thursday. The only problem is it's Friday, right? Yes. Okay. 7.45. I love that song. I'm sorry. I do, too. It, <laughs> you know, it just brings back good memories of a good time. And the amazing thing about it is talking about looping talking about just doing essentially just doing beats and just pulling like certain tracks and just looping them around that's all that is don't 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 do do you know that way they probably got a music a guitarist hey we want you to record one riff okay do 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 okay here's 50 bucks okay thanks and then the guy 
realizes he's he just did the riff for a multi-platinum record that he could have made some money on but they paid him 50 bucks right you know yes. that, you know that's what's happening see now that to me is shameful <laughs> that's the way the music business is nowadays you i know? don't care it's uh, still, that to me is shameful you know what today's last last show of 2022 and it is uh, you know i've i've you know do you ever do house cleaning you know, start the new year out where you get rid of junk. You know, say, oh, I'm not going to keep this I'm, around. I'm, I've been trying to do that all year, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got to make decisions. I get, should. Here, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll come over there and help you. Oh no, no. I got to get stuff out of my computer. Okay. Uh, should I keep this one? I'm actually kind of smart, but not really. Should I keep that or throw it away? Throw it away. How about this one? No, 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 no. Um, should I keep that or throw it away? Throw it away. How about this one? No, 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 no. Don't let him go. Throw that one away. How about this one? Look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. How about that one? Throw that one away? No, that one's okay. Okay. How about this one? I will cuss. Keep or throw it. I don't know what it said. I will cuss. Throw it away because I can't understand it. My dog's barking. Don't make me come down there. You can keep that one. Or I'm going to get the thingy. I tell it to my dogs. No, she had do on hers. She what? had do on hers. She had do on hers. Yeah, you can uh, get rid of that one. This dope-filled world. How about that one? I, I don't like that one. Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. How about that one? It, I'm ambivalent either way. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. How about that one? I want to keep that one because that's true. <laughs> okay. Have you lost the last three brain cells or do you just have cabbage for brains? How about that one? Get rid of that. Okay. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. How about that Keep one? that. <laughs> how about this one? I got all kerfuffed. Delete that. Okay. How about this one? I kept it up. I was straight. How about that one? I was talking about riding a motorcycle, but yes, get rid of that. <laughs> okay, how about this one? And I learned to put my feet down. <laughs> that was the classic motorcycle story. Okay, how you got kicked that, out. Of, you got, you're going to keep that one. You got you? kicked out of motorcycle training, right? <laughs> oh, I did. Okay, how about this one? I would stop the bike and not put my feet down. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. You would stop what? I would stop the bike and not put my feet down. That's like bicycle or motorcycle 101, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. When you come and to a stop. And the safety guy didn't catch it. Yo, yo, he caught it when you fell over. That's when he caught it. Okay. Uh, oh, um, I, I, I fell over every time, but he didn't t- He didn't even catch why. <laughs> because he was so stunned. He was probably, I can't believe she didn't he put her feet down. Kill <laughs> right. On this little bitty bike. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Hold on, man. If you can get it up. We're going to keep that one? You need to get rid of that. Okay, how about this one? If you can pick it up, I'll let you continue. How about that one? You can do that. Oh, how, about that th- how about this one? I got kicked out of the safety class. How about that one? Um, Get rid of it. Okay, how about this one? I learned how to drive at very low speeds. How about that one? You can get rid of that. Okay, how about this one? If I were a pony, you can definitely get rid of that. <laughs> Let's see. I love that vibrato. How about this one? What? It's one of my favorite. <laughs> I know. You're, are you going to keep it or get rid of it? I'm going to keep it. How about this one? This one's sort of this one's sort of nerdy. Okay, ready? So when we say mediant, that's just a very old school way of saying the third note of the major scale. Nakia G, the mediant is B. The chord built off of B is a B minor chord. 
And so when we modulate from G that, major to B minor, that is a median modulation. That's the guy who spends who spends an hour breaking down a song. And James Strong said, texted me that he watched one of Adam. This guy's brilliant. I mean, he's really brilliant. I'm sure he's probably a savant. Adam Neely, he breaks songs down. And he spends like an hour breaking each song down on YouTube. And it's like... Okay, I used to play, I used to, you know, I used to be in a band. I played, you know, various instruments. I thought I knew music. I don't know anything about music after you watch. And what's crazy about it is James Strong sent me a text one day. He says, uh, some song that Adam Neely dissected. And he says, there's 45 minutes of life, my life I'll never get back. <laughs> I feel that exact way about Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, how about this one? You're a non-believer. Why should we waste time on Kabuki? You want to keep that one or get rid of that you one? You use that one quite a bit. Okay, how about this one? She marks her man with her lips. I like that one. Okay, <laughs> Here, here's one of my all-time... Why are you asking me if you've, you're going to do what you're going to do? <laughs> I'm trying to be a good husband. You know, hey, honey, should we buy a brand new Ferrari? No, we shouldn't. Okay, well, it comes tomorrow. Isn't that the way husbands are supposed to be? Okay, how about this one? Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just, I want there's something I, about I, I, I'm, most I'm of us, many of one. us went to school on the yellow school bus. I right? got my hand up. You know, she's the smartest woman in the world, actually the second smartest woman in the world behind the smartest woman in the world because she understands the rule of three. The rule of three is that if well, you what what was the point for her to point out yellow school bus? <laughs> Who the hell knows? <laughs> And have people raise their hands? I don't know. I mean, it's just... WTH? You know, once again, once again, you got people streaming over the border. You've got people who are frozen. I mean, that's, you know, you read, not, not laughing about it. You read these terrible stories about what happened in Buffalo, where the police are still finding people dead in their cars, dead in snowbanks. And our president's down in St. St. Croix or whatever he is, St. Thomas Virgin Islands, prancing around on the beach in a Hawaiian shirt with his wife. I have in a, a speedo, have, which, <laughs> by the way, are a privilege, not a right. I have a problem with that. Dude, go up and dig some people out in, up in Buffalo. Okay, how about this one? Not as bad as it could have, but he was gentle on me. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> you need to get rid of that. How about this one? I was all kerfuffled. How about this one? Nano, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> You can get rid of that one. How about this one? He's tough. He's tough as a pine knot. How about this one? He's got oranges the size of beach ball. <laughs> How about this one? Oh, you can't play the whole thing. <laughs> this is the Kenneth Copeland COVID then rap. sang Moses. Get rid of and that. And the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> Are you going to get rid of it or keep No, I'm it? keeping that one. How about this one? Okay, let's go to big girls for 200. Okay, the answer there, skinny women can do this for you. Doug, what is not a damn thing? Yeah, you <laughs> that's that's Saturday Night Live. That's Black Jeopardy. That's Keenan and and Tom Hanks. He's on Black Jeopardy. He's the only white dude on Black Jeopardy. It's one of the funniest things you ever want to see. Okay, how about this one? They're beating on him like he stole Christmas. How about that one? No. Okay, how about this one? If you're drunk, nothing is better than biscuits and gravy from Denny's. 
You can keep that. <laughs> Shelly's words of wisdom. Okay, we have to take a break. We'll, we'll be right back. We're over. going to go over this morning. Do you mind a few extra moments? you got to take care of your dog. No. Okay, here we go. 7.59. We'll be right back. Here I go again. I hit the button and nothing happens. What is going on here? Sounds like me. Man, this is what a way to end the year. (laughs) One of the most beautiful songs in the world. And one day, if you're lucky, you'll be standing on the strip, Las Vegas Boulevard, in front of the Bellagio, and that song will come on, and you will be just amazed, mesmerized, kerfuffled uh, (laughs) by, by the... Uh, awesomeness of that and if you're ever it, it, it's breathtaking if it you're is. if you're ever so lucky that when they first i think they still do this it's been years since i've seen it but when they first start off during the day they play the whitney houston version of the national anthem and then they play yes, that they song do. that's the second song they play you you saw it didn't you were you there i did yeah was it I, and i took my when uh me and myself and lisa went up there to meet Ju- see julian yeah from stella's wish thank right. you still again um we, she got to see it because okay. for some reason they were like testing it because it was like in the afternoon. Yeah. And they usually don't play it in the afternoon. Well, they play it all sorts of times of the day, but normally it's the first thing they play because when they opened up the Bellagio, that song was the theme song for the Bellagio. That's what they use in their commercials and things like that. That it has that, you know, it has, you know, Bellagio Italian and has, you know, songs mostly in Italian and it has that sort of that royal, beautiful, you know, you know, cruising do. down, cruising down the right, cruising down the streets in Rome. You know, kind of oh, it's yes. beautiful. You know, watching, going, watching the Sistine Chapel. You know, going into uh, the uh, pizza places and and ordering Domino's. You know, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so, Brad. Yes, what, Shelley? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, can I say something? I'm going. Absolutely. I'm going to go on record. Okay. I don't talk about this too much, but 2023 is an interesting year for me because of not one, but two anniversaries, 2023. Okay, you ready for this? Sure. First off, it's my 30th birthday, 30th anniversary of having a website, believe it or not. I put my first website up in 1993. I tell that to people sometimes, they go, there was no internet in 1993. Ask, yes, there was. Ask the smartest woman in the world. She can. She traces back the internet to like what, 1986 or something like that. Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. Because it was a government thing, and it was. It was. I think it was DARPA or something was involved with it. You don't know what DARPA is. You're better off not knowing what DARPA is. Yeah. Uh, really? uh, okay. It's because like... you know it's spooky stuff what DARPA is doing, but that's a whole other story. Okay. Yeah. Well. So it's my 50th year of being in the radio business. Okay. I have toiled away at these radio stations for. 24, 25 years? I guess 25 years. 25 years. 1998. Okay? If I don't get it done a year from now, if I don't get this all straightened out and, you know, station doing well and me be able to take a day off once in a while, I'm just going to turn the transmitter off on December 31st, 2023 and say, I'm done. So I got a year to get it right. How's that? Okay. The gauntlet's been thrown. You know, it's crazy because I tell people, they go, 50 years. I go, yeah, I started when I was 37. Add it up. 37 and 50 is 87. That's my age. I mean, I got into the radio business. You've been in the radio business since you came out of the womb. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, 50 years? What happened? 
What happened? Where did 50 years go? 50 years. You have been doing this for 50 years, making a difference no, in people's lives. I don't make a difference at all. What are you talking about? That's, hey, that's see, here's, here's the interesting true. thing. 50 years ago, I walked into, and I can still see it in my mind, I walked into the office of the general manager of WSIE, walked into a lady whose name, at the time her name was Pam Witherow, she went on to marry Mike Paladin. She became Pam Paladin. I walked in her office and I said, hey, I'm a freshman here. I'd like to be on the radio. And she looked at me and she said, you know what she said to me? No. We're an NPR affiliate. We don't let students on the air. But isn't it a student radio station? And if you said that, it's a it's a college radio station run by professionals with a limited a limited enjoyment or limited opportunities for students. Yes, that's what I was well, told. Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> yes, that's what I was told. I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to work here. <laughs> but I did for a short period of time, and it was terrible. I hated it. Almost, oh, so you did, did you? I hate Well, it was, it was, see, once again, it was, you go back the history of NPR, it's, it's like 53 or 54 years old. 50 years ago, WSIE was the NPR affiliate. KWMU was still playing classical music. You know, that's what they did. They played classical music. Nobody listened because everybody was listening to KFUO, which is a much better radio station, Much played much better classical music. Matter of fact, they used to have people who protested. They had picketers who would protest KWMU. They had signs that say, give it Bach. We can't handle it. That was funny. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Um, okay, so. So I think you need to write your... Uh... Your memoirs oh, nobody during cares. this year. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody That's cares. That's not true. Nobody cares. You'd be it's, surprised. It's Brad. ancient history. I mean, you know, now, see, we talked about the fact that the accountants have ruined Southwest Airlines. The guy who's the CEO is a bean counter. That's what's happened to the radio business. It's bean counters. All it is is like stock price. You know, hey, how's so and so doing? Nice stock's down. Oh, that's not good. They don't but care. That's not us. We're not. Um, I get it, but it's swimming upstream. You know. I mean. So. That's I. My Sam entire, and do it all the time. My entire life has been swimming upstream. My entire life has been. You know, nothing's ever been easy for me. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's just one of those things. I sort of I like sort of like it like that. You know. I I had a mother who hated radio, who's never listened to me on radio. Who. <laughs> I had a father who... When would... I get to heaven, I'm going to search her out <laughs> and really ask her. And I don't know how I will do this, but I will send you a message. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he will send me a message. Yeah, the I'll light, say, the, ha-ha, yeah. your mother did listen to you the, and she thought you were great. The message will be a lightning bolt that hits me, right? <laughs> that's the message. Oh, that's Shelly. Well, I thought she was upstairs. Oh, she, maybe she's downstairs. She hit me with a like lightning bolt. Like that song that it says. <laughs> right. She's laughing at us. <laughs> Looking up from hell. <laughs> okay, my both of my grandmothers told me I was I was making a huge mistake. Maybe I should have listened to both of my grandmothers. My wonderful grandmothers, because remember I never had a grandfather. I had well, I did have a grandfather till I was two years old. My other grandfather, you know, he disappeared. You know, he he flew the coop and you know and he he disappeared and you know he he, he left my father. You know that kind of stuff. Anyway, not getting into personal stuff, but but my mother never listened to me on the radio ever ever. She listened to my brother. She said, I listen to your I listen to your brother all the time in Y ninety eight. I heard him yesterday. Is he back? 
Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I was just imagining that. Oh, you were joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God, Brad. <laughs> Wait till I see you, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> was that Was that bad? Okay. You think? <laughs> okay, after next year, which will be my 50th year in the radio business, I have one thing to say before we leave. But what has it been like four years ago? Shelly bugs the crap out of me. We should do a show together. We call it BS in the morning. I don't want to do a show anymore. I'm tired of being on the radio. So <laughs> this show has turned into, I don't care if nobody listens. They probably don't. I don't care if nobody listens. This is therapy for me. I, instead of me paying to sit in a couch in some dude's or dudette's office, hey, uh, I got this problem. My mom lives listening to me on the radio. Oh, well, I can tell you have a problem because your mother didn't approve of you yeah she thought i was doing oh well she was right you never should have done the radio business thanks miss therapy i appreciate that and then they would say oh but i just wanted to let you know you know i used to be on a radio show yes that's what the therapist said (laughs) it's really surprising yeah how many people really were on the radio at some point in time in their lives? Yeah, they did it once, and they decided, oh, it's not for me. They, and you know what happened? My mom called them up and said, you don't want to be on the radio. There's nothing but losers on the radio. That's what she did. She called on. There's all these people. Oh, well, we all know there's if, a bunch if, of BS. If Mrs. Hildebrand but says there's nothing but losers on the radio, I, would, I better get out of here. What, what was I saying? I don't know. I'm babbling. Okay. I'm no, going to say I'm going you... to say it's been fun, Shelly, and uh, next year could be our last. And, you know, it, it, I don't get anything done by by December 31st, 2023. I'm out of here. I'm going to pack up my 62 Pontiac station wagon and I'm heading to San Diego and I'm laying on Mission Beach. I'm just going to become a beach bum. That'll be January 1st, 2024, if I live that long. You know, because as it is right now, when you're 87, you know, when you're 87, you got one foot in the grave and the other foot in the banana peel. You know what I'm saying? And all it takes is one little misstep and zoop, slip, bonk, bonk, and they put the lid on and throw dirt and you're done, right? So can I say something now? No, it's time for us to leave, okay? Because I'm going to leave with one of my favorite songs because this is me, okay? Okay, Brad. What? It really has been a slice of heaven. Shelly, I'll talk to you next year, okay? Okay. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.